Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's your buddy AJ from the Y-Files. Hey, Hecklefish. Right, and Hecklefish. We just wanted to tell you that if you want to start a podcast, Spotify makes it easy. It'd have to be easy for humans to understand it. Will you stop that? I'm just saying... Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts from your computer. I don't have a computer. Do you have a phone? Of course I have a phone. I'm not a savage. Well, with Spotify, you can record podcasts from your phone, too. Spotify makes it easy to distribute your podcast to every platform, and you can even earn money. I do need money. What do you need money for? You're kidding? I'm getting killed on Guppy support payments. These 3X wives are expensive. But you don't want to support your kids? What are you, my wife's lawyer now? Never mind. And I don't know if you noticed, but all Wi-Fi's episodes are video, too. And there's a ton of other features, but... But we you... can't be here all day. Will you settle down? I need you to hurry up with this stupid commercial. I got a packed calendar today. I'm sorry about him. <sniffs> anyway, check out Spotify for Podcasters. It's free, no catch, and you can start today. Are we done? We're done, but you need to check your attitude. Excuse me, but I don't have all day to sit here and talk about Spotify. Look, this would go a lot faster if, if you would just let me get through it without... It's just a matter of time before it happens. Some catastrophic event that wipes out a large percentage of the Earth's population and forces the human race to reset. Maybe one of the 30,000 near-Earth objects being tracked by NASA finally hits the Earth, causing an extinction event on par with what wiped out the dinosaurs. Or Earth's poles finally shift, and without its magnetic field, the planet is exposed to the raw destructive power of the sun's radiation. Or maybe on his deathbed, a dictator decides to go out in a blaze of glory and launches his entire nuclear arsenal. It's just a matter of time before one of these or one of another dozen doomsday scenarios plays out. And when that happens, world leaders like the President of the United States and Vice President will be immediately taken to underground facilities designed for this event. Key members of Congress and the military will also be taken to secure locations. But what about civilians? There are facilities around the world designed to house many thousands of people. But who gets saved while the rest of us are left behind? Who makes that decision? And where are these facilities? Well, I don't know where VIPs go if they live in Europe or Asia or Australia. But in the United States, those chosen few, they go to Denver. The mysteries surrounding the Denver International Airport began before it was even built. A new airport was something Denver didn't really need and couldn't afford. Stapleton Airport was conveniently located and could easily handle the traffic. In fact, in the early 1990s, Stapleton Airport was expanded. Yet a decision was made to decommission Stapleton and build a brand new airport 25 miles outside the city in the middle of nowhere with only one road in or out. So plans were made, bids were taken, contractors were hired, and the problems began. When DIA opened on February 28, 1995, construction was 16 months behind schedule and $2 billion over budget. The final cost of the airport was $4.8 billion, almost double the original estimate. The airport itself sits on a 53-square-mile complex, 
twice the size of Manhattan. This is almost twice as large as the next biggest U.S. airport. Now, being that at the time it was only the 20th busiest airport in the country, this amount of construction and money spent seems like overkill, unless the construction project includes something more than just an airport. And that's when people started noticing things about DIA that didn't add up. Construction workers themselves were confused. Contractors were hired, fired, and hired again. Nobody seemed to know why. Teams knew what they were working on, but very few people knew the full scope of the project. A complex network of tunnels was built underneath the airport. Officially, this is six levels, but some workers said it's deeper than this, though nobody can say for sure. 5,300 miles of fiber optics were installed for communication. Now that's enough cable to go from New York to LA and back. A fueling system was built that can pump 1,000 gallons of jet fuel per minute. This is way overkill for a commercial airport. Runway 16R slash 34L is almost three miles long, the longest runway in the country. This is also overkill for a commercial airport, unless you're planning to land even bigger planes and lots of them. All airports are surrounded by barbed wire for safety but the barbs face outward to keep people out. For some reason at Denver airport, the barbed wire was installed the wrong way. It's designed to keep people in. Five large buildings were built and after they were completed, they were covered up. The official report is they were built in the wrong place. These buildings range from seven stories to 15 stories tall, but rather than demolish them, they buried them. That's very suspicious. Also suspicious, is the 40-foot-wide tunnel that was built to connect these buried buildings to the rest of the facility. 110 million cubic yards of earth had been moved for the underground structure, way more than required. For comparison, that's about one-third the amount of earth moved to dig the entire Panama Canal. So people did the math. That would be enough earth to account for a tunnel to another facility like Cheyenne Mountain Complex near Colorado Springs. Cheyenne is a bunker that, in case of nuclear war, will serve as a major command and control center for the United States military. Many more construction anomalies were noticed by workers on the project, but nobody had enough information to connect the dots as to who would be building a massive underground facility and for what purpose. But as various parts of the airport were completed, hints of something sinister started to appear. For example, when the runways were completed, people took notice that from the air, they formed the shape of a swastika. Concerned locals suspected that Denver International might be something more than just an airport. So when DIA finally opened, people looked for clues that might indicate that it was built by a secret group with a secret agenda. And the clues are everywhere. When Denver International Airport finally opened, it didn't take long for people to realize this place was unusual. The first thing you see when you arrive on the property before you even enter the building is the Blue Mustang. This is a 32-foot-tall, 9,000-pound statue with visible red veins and glowing red eyes. I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Hell followed with him. Revelation 6. I know it's Revelation. Some people believe the statue symbolizes the fourth horse of the apocalypse. So people started calling him Blucifer and believed that he was cursed. Now this might sound silly, but Blucifer killed his creator. Whoa, what? The artist, Luis Jimenez, was killed in a freak accident when a piece of the horse fell off and severed an artery in Luis's leg. But the creepier artwork is inside the airport. Denver must be the only airport in the world that features gargoyles in the baggage area. What the hell are they doing there? Well, the artist, Terry Allen, said they're there as protectors. 
And throughout history, gargoyles were placed on buildings to scare away evil spirits. And scare away human children. Right. And even scarier are the murals painted around the airport, like this one. What the sh is this? This is in the airport? This is the first of four murals by artist Leo Tanguma. This is called Peace and Harmony with Nature. And we've got children in coffins, extinct animals, a forest on fire, in the back a city burns, a child holds a Mayan tablet depicting the end of the world. Yeah, nothing says have a great flight like dead people in coffins. Yeah, this isn't the kind of artwork you want to see if you're a nervous flyer waiting on your connecting flight. Well, here's another mural. Yeah, oh, come on, you're making this up. Nope. Like the runways and the murals, there are references to Nazi Germany all over the place. Here we have a Nazi wearing a gas mask, holding a rifle, and slicing through a city with a sword. At the end of the sword, a dead dove, signifying the death of peace. There are children lying in the rubble. On the left, citizens flee the city. A mother cries while cradling the corpse of her dead child. In the lower right is a poem written by a child who died in a Nazi concentration camp. This is terrifying. A terrible idea to put these pictures up in a place where weed is legal. I know. Talk about a harsh buzz. Now, to be fair, there is a second half of this painting. Here we see children from every culture in the world carrying weapons and the flags of countries to this little German boy in the center. Ho, 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 ho. So all these countries disarm and surrender their flags to the little blonde-haired, blue-eyed German boy, eh? Exactly. And nobody sees a problem with this? Guess not. Hello! This is a picture of a one-world government and a new world order! Well, you're not the first one to make that connection. Well, of course not. Not everyone's a sheep. So people started looking for clues as to who was really behind the airport project. Here's a clue that's extremely obvious. This is the airport dedication plaque. Freemasons, of course. Right, the Masons were involved in the dedication. But look at the name under the date. New World Airport Commission. Now, if you're already worried that a shadow government is trying to implement the New World Order, this is pretty unsettling and on the nose. Nobody had heard of the New World Airport Commission. What do they do? And why are they involved with the airport and with the Masons? And most importantly, who is behind this secret group? Naturally, concerned citizens looked into the organization. And what did they find? And they found that the New World Airport Commission doesn't exist. Ever since civilization emerged, there have been people trying to control it. Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, Attila the Hun, Napoleon, Hitler... Kanye West! Well, aside from Kanye, these were dictators. Tyrants who crushed dissent and brutalized their enemies. They ruled through cruelty and fear. The people behind the New World Order don't operate openly. They operate in the shadows and pull the strings of the world's leaders. In the Middle Ages, this group was suspected to be the Templar Knights. In the late 18th century, there was a secret society called the Order of the Illuminati, which you probably heard of. There are other secret societies rumored to be this ruling elite, but no secret society comes up more in the discussion of the New World Order than the Freemasons. The Masons need their own video, and if you'd like to see that, email me or let me know in the comments. But the gist is this. The Masons project a public image of piety and charity, but secretly they have a hidden political agenda to bring about a one-world government ruled only by Masons. And you can see symbols of the Masons everywhere if you look. The Masons' Eye of Providence is on U.S. currency. On the capstone at Denver International Airport is the Compass and Square. Now, even though the airport opened on February 28, 1995, the capstone was placed on March 19, 1994. And if you add up 3-19-1994, you get the number 33. The number 33 is very significant in Freemasonry. It's the highest degree a Mason can achieve. 
And that number is everywhere. Again, the Masons need their own video. Now, how about the mural with the Nazi? That's a very unusual sword for a soldier, unless you're familiar with the ancient Arabic order of the nobles of the mystic shrine. That's a Masonic order known as the Shriners, and this is their symbol. And the gargoyles in the baggage area? They're coming out of Samsonite suitcases. Samsonite is an anagram for Mason Sight. Oh, come on, the clues are everywhere! Well, the location of the capstone is in the Great Hall of the airport. Masons call their meeting room the Great Hall. And there are a lot of suspicions about the capstone itself. It's also a time capsule set to be opened in 2094. What's in it, gas masks and MREs? Well, not everyone agrees. Some people think it's a bomb. Others think it's an entrance to an underground bunker that can be opened by touching the braille plaque in a specific way, like a keypad. Masons passing through the airport have been seen holding their membership cards next to it to see if it opens. Now, officially, the time capsule contains a newspaper, baseballs from Coors Field, coins from the Denver Mint, and a pair of Mayor Wellington sneakers. Wait, wait, wait. The mayor threw his dirty sneakers in a hole? Yeah, I guess he thought that was a good idea. Can you imagine what dirty sneaker funk smells like after a hundred years? I'm trying not to. By the way, the mayor was a mason. Of course he was. Now, part of the New World Order slash One World Government plan is population reduction. But how exactly will they reduce the population? Well, the answer to that question is right under our feet. Who's behind the New World Order? The Masons? Yes. The Illuminati? Yep. The Bilderberg Group? Yep. Bohemian Club? Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows. But when the group emerges to put the entire planet under a single dictatorship, they'll need a few methods to get everyone to comply. They'll implement mass surveillance, but tell us it's for protection. Um. They'll consolidate mainstream media into a small handful of corporations that will publish propaganda as an official narrative and censor anyone who disagrees. Uh. They'll disarm the population, eliminate religion, take over education from preschool to university, indoctrinating young people with their narrative. But, uh, you know... They'll need to establish a single currency. To do this, they'll need to crash the current banking system so the general population loses faith and places their money in accounts protected and managed by the state. Okay, enough. What? All this is already happening. Well, that depends on your point of view. Well, my point of view is the truth. Well... Don't be a sheep. Let's say that eventually all this comes to pass. It will be much easier to control people if there are fewer people to control. So when the New World Order is finally implemented, depopulation will be part of that plan. But you can't send soldiers out to knock off the population. It wouldn't work. They won't turn on their own people. So it has to be done secretly in a way that doesn't arouse suspicion. According to the New World Order plan, this could be done with, say, a global pandemic. I know what you're thinking. This also happened. But that wasn't caused by the Illuminati. Let's go back to the gas mask mural. Obviously, this depicts some kind of chemical warfare. Well, on the floor near the mural is this. AUAG in a mining cart. The official statement is this represents silver and gold. It's to honor the miners who helped build the city of Denver but some point to a more sinister interpretation. AUAG is also the abbreviation for the Australia antigen, a highly contagious and deadly toxin that attacks the liver. Once unleashed on the world, the population will beg the state for help. They'll surrender every freedom they have to simply feel safe. Then this secret powerful group can decide who lives and who dies. They'll create a vaccine, but won't allow everyone to access it. People deemed undesirable will simply be allowed to succumb to illness. While the people deemed desirable will not only have access to this vaccine, they'll be forced to take it, 
again, for their own protection. Look, if you don't see it by now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Come on, that's not what happened the past few years. Hello, it's called a trial run. Well, that's pretty scary to think about. But the Denver airport holds secrets even darker than this. And to learn about those secrets, we have to go underground. Millions of cubic feet of earth removed. Level upon level of tunnels hundreds of feet down. Large buildings constructed and then, for some reason, buried. The project did go way over budget, but not if that money was used to construct a secret underground facility. And when the airport project went over budget, the government stepped in and bailed it out. There is a vast tunnel system under the airport. This is a fact. It was built for a state-of-the-art baggage handling system. Allegedly. No, it was. But. But. But it didn't work very well. So despite it costing $100 million, it was abandoned. Uh, Just like the buildings that were built and abandoned. Yep. The year the airport opened, Phil Schneider came forward and blew the whistle on the project. Phil was an engineer who worked on secret government programs, including underground bunkers. And this is confirmed. There are publicly available records that show Phil Schneider worked as a government contractor for years. Well, Phil Schneider and other contractors who worked on the airport has said the underground area isn't six levels deep, as is commonly known, but actually eight levels deep. And this lower area is used as a military base and covers an area of about four and a half square miles. Now, people have questioned why underground tunnels made of concrete would need so many sprinklers along the ceiling. This is supposed to be not just for water, but to give authorities the ability to pump gas into the common areas, gas to incapacitate people or infect people with something like the Australia antigen. In fact, it's been said that FEMA has a large area underground designed as a camp for political enemies and dissenters. And the rumors continue. There's allegedly an underground base where UFOs are kept for reverse engineering. Some people call the Denver airport Area 52. But the most disturbing rumor is that deep under the airport is the headquarters of a race of humanoid creatures who plan on enslaving the entire human race. And not only do these creatures use humans for labor, they breed them for food. Oh, what kind of creatures are we talking about? Uh, it's not important. Who's eating people down here? Is it greys? Is it the grey aliens? No, it's not the greys. Who then? The, the tall whites? The tall white aliens? No. Uh, the Serpo aliens? I thought the aliens from Planet Serpo were vegetarian. No, the creatures living down there aren't aliens. <laughs> is it? It is. Lizard people! Yep. The secret cabal planning to take over the world are not the Masons or the Illuminati. They're reptilian humanoids. Not long after revealing this information about the airport, Phil Schneider took his own life. Oh, here we go again. I know. And if you check our episode on Dulce Base, we cover the mysterious circumstances around Phil Schneider's death. We do know the last time Phil Schneider spoke in public about this was 1995. And at the end of the talk, he said at least 12 of his friends died mysteriously within the last few years. He felt like he was being watched and feared for his life. He specifically said that if he turns up dead, no matter what the official reports say, he was killed. And maybe this is all coincidence. But he said these things at a talk he was giving in Denver. Well, I don't believe in coincidences. Neither do I. Denver airport conspiracy theories have been around since before the airport was built, which is why I was surprised so many of you wanted me to cover it. But old story or not, it's still one of my favorites. But is it true? Well, let's explain what we can, and then we'll see what's left. People who cover this story say that Denver didn't need another airport, that Stapleton was fine. Well, it wasn't. It was congested and inefficient. Yes, it was convenient to get to because it was downtown. 
but it wasn't great for the people who lived and worked downtown. Airports are noisy. So DIA was built outside the city because there was cheap, flat land away from residential areas. Now, the shape of the runway. I guess it looks like a swastika, but not a very good one. The runways are laid out this way so planes can land from any direction, depending on the weather. The barbed wire is one of my favorite little tidbits. The barbed wire is designed to keep people in. That's, it's just so ominous, but it's not true. The barbs are vertical. They don't face one way or the other. Now, videos and articles about the Denver airport will say that New World Airport Commission doesn't exist. Now, I thought the same thing for years, but it did exist. It was a temporary committee formed to plan the ceremony around the opening of the airport. But I will concede that choosing that name was a terrible idea. Now, the Masonic symbol is on the capstone because, well, the Masons paid for it. Now, they may be planning a world takeover someday, but in the meanwhile, Masons are pretty generous. AUAG is gold and silver. That's all there is to it. But, 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 it could also be... I know, it could be the Australia antigen. I know, it could. But the Australia antigen is just a protein that indicates a patient has hepatitis B. Hepatitis B is pretty bad, but it does have a 95% survival rate. Still, exposure to just the antigen wouldn't hurt you. In fact, the Australia antigen was used to create a vaccine for hepatitis B. The doctor who discovered it actually won the Nobel Prize for this. Now, the murals are weird, no doubt. The artist wanted to honor his heritage as a Chicano descended from the Maya. He was trying to portray a message of peace. Uh, He tried, but he failed. Well, that's a matter of taste, but yeah, they were pretty disturbing. The murals have since been removed and are now in storage. Now, things like the murals, the horse, the gargoyles, these are all done by local artists with no direction from the airport. And I don't think the administrators at the airport were trying to give hints about something sinister, but I will say they had terrible taste in art. Now, the sprinklers and the tunnels, they're not there to spray citizens with gas. They're there because of fire code. Concrete doesn't burn, but plenty of other things down there would. The five buried buildings, I can't find any evidence that they ever existed. Now, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just telling you I couldn't find anything. But honestly, I hope they exist because it just makes the story that much more fun. As for Phil Schneider, he did die under mysterious circumstances. And I go into it in more detail in the Dulce Base episode. But in a nutshell, Phil was mentally distraught and made up a lot of his stories. And in that episode, I prove it. Now, I can't say that he lied about everything, but he did lie about some things. And when you do that, we have to question everything you say. His death was weird, though. Now, if there are secret tunnels down there, I'm not sure we would know about them, so we can't completely discount the idea. As you know, in case of nuclear war or some disaster, the president is taken to a bunker for COG protocols, also known as continuity of government. These bunkers are fortresses where elected leaders can coordinate military response and manage the entire country. On the East Coast, this bunker is Mount Weather, Virginia. On the West Coast, it's Cheyenne Mountain, about 100 miles south of Denver Airport. Fine, but there's something strange. In 2011, the comet Elenin was headed toward Earth. It was expected to miss us, which it did, but it had just been discovered, so NASA couldn't be sure. At the time, Elenin was between three and four miles wide, almost as big as the rock that wiped out the dinosaurs. So President Obama was rushed to a secret facility but not Cheyenne Mountain as his protocol. Instead, the president was taken 100 miles north of Cheyenne. He was taken to Denver Airport. The Denver Airport is a difficult conspiracy to research. Not for lack of information, there's plenty of that. It's the way the information is presented that irritates me. It's condescending. If you believe any of these theories, you're a kook, you're crazy. Even the airport itself does this. 
Whenever they do any work inside the airport, they put up signs of lizard people and aliens and memes of tinfoil hats. The signs say they're building gargoyle breeding grounds and preparing for the end of the world. And they find this all very funny. They even installed a talking gargoyle who spits out one-liners. Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. Did you have to buy an extra seat for your hat, sir? Sir, are you stealing a desk? Sir, you have resting confused face. Hey, look, those jokes aren't that strong, but when you have them come out of some creature's mouth, you can get away with it. I'm aware. Anyway, a spokesman for the airport said this. We have a CEO who really embraces the conspiracy ideas. We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this and try to convince everybody there's nothing really going on, let's have some fun with it. Well, it's nice they're having fun, but if you have questions about the airport, they're not laughing with you, they're laughing at you. And people took notice. Some even responded to that statement online. Cool. Instead of answering all the questions about the Freemason time capsule, the death horse you have outside, murals of slaughter on your walls, underground tunnels, etc., you make, of course, a gargoyle making fun of everything. Comedy is the best way to deflect real questions. Good job. The sheeple will fall right into your trap. Ha ha ha. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain, folks. See how funny this demonic statue is? Aren't the satanic global elitists so hilarious? Just keep laughing. Stay distracted. Nothing to see underneath this airport. Nothing at all. Ha ha ha. The question that always comes up is the underground area, the tunnels. And the answer is always the same. Whether it's an official response from the government-run airport or from Snopes or from YouTubers who are much more intelligent than we are, they say there's no way anyone can be down there and go unnoticed. A thousand people work under the airport every day. They would see something, obviously. Well, they never heard of the Greenbrier Hotel located about five hours away from Washington, D.C. It's an upscale resort that's been visited by 26 U.S. presidents and European royals. In the 1950s, the hotel was going through renovations, so the U.S. government piggybacked on the renovation project and installed a bunker under the hotel. That sounds familiar. Doesn't it? And they didn't install a little safe room. They built a 112,000-square-foot bunker under that hotel. It has 25-ton blast doors, a power plant, cafeteria, a hospital with labs and a pharmacy. It can house 1,100 people and was the destination for all of Congress in case of an emergency. And for 30 years, nobody knew it was there, not even hotel workers. In 1992, the Washington Post exposed the facility, and in 1995, the government stopped using it. Coincidentally, that's the same year that the Denver airport opened. The Greenbrier bunker had staff working there the entire time, right under everyone's nose. Some parts of it weren't even underground, and that was in a busy hotel. The area under the Denver airport is huge. So big, there are emergency phones for people who get lost. To say that you can't be fooled by a secret government project is nonsense. It's arrogant and it's annoying. But this is something we're seeing more and more these past few years. If you dare to question the narrative coming out of the government or the mainstream media... Six and one. Right. If you question them, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist. You're marginalized and mocked publicly. For most people, that's enough to shut them up. Why speak up if you're going to be attacked on Twitter? It's not worth it. If you do speak up, well, then they just censor you. But every once in a while, conspiracies turn out to be true. That's why I don't condescend to you. That's why I don't talk down to people who believe. I don't believe every story I cover here. I don't believe most of them. But I still want to find the truth if I can. And there have been some stories that I couldn't debunk. And when that happens, I'm honest with you about it. And if I think about the past six or seven years, I can rattle off six off the top of my head. 
six quote unquote conspiracies that if you talked about them would get you banned on social media, but they turned out to be true. Such as? No, I can't name them. Even though they're true, you still can't discuss them, at least not on certain platforms. But there are places online where you can talk about fringe topics, and I encourage you to do it. I also encourage you to discuss these things with your friends and neighbors, family, co-workers. If they're condescending to you, don't take it personally. They're brainwashed. They'll eat whatever mainstream media lie burger they serve. <laughs> lie burger, huh? I like it. And isn't that ironic? Because they look down on those of us who question authority. They try to cancel those of us who call out lies when we see them. But when conspiracies turn out to be true, and from time to time they do, it will be us who stands between the skeptics and the tyrants trying to take their freedom. And when the smoke clears and the dust settles and we know everyone is safe, I'll be the first one to say, I told you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. My name is AJ. You know Hecklefish. Hi there. Hello. And this has been The Y Files. If you had fun or learned anything, do us a favor and like, comment, subscribe, share. That stuff really helps. And like most topics we cover on this channel, today's topic was recommended by you. By thousands of you. And if there's a story that you'd like to see or learn more about, go to thewifiles.com slash tips. And special thanks to our patrons who make all of this possible. We couldn't do this without you. And if you'd like to be part of an amazing community, check out our Discord. It's free. But if you'd like to support the channel, consider becoming a member on Patreon or grab something from the Wifiles store. Ooh, ooh, show them the new don't be a sheep bug. I really show don't. Show them. Hey, look at it. Look at that. You showed me the other side. <laughs> look at it. I'm proud of this one. We should be. That's going to do it. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and know that you are appreciated.